When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. <laughs> and now, everybody, MC Search. MC Search. MC Search. Yes, my peoples, my Hebrews, and my Shebrews, what it is. It's the other, other white meat, MC Search. I am so happy to bring on my guest today on the podcast. Um, he's a guy who was really instrumental early on in my career. Um, was a part of a very well-known video, uh, Gas Face. He did three other videos, which made my now wife extremely uncomfortable. Ladies and gentlemen, Gilbert Gottfried is in the building. Gilbert, how I, are you, sir? I can't believe I'm seeing you again. So good to see you too, my friend. This, how are this, you? Yes, this is so strange. It this is. Brings, it is. This, that was like a thousand years ago, gas face. Yeah, it was really was. Do you remember how we got in touch with you? Do you remember that story? Uh, no. How we literally you? knocked on your mother's door in your public building. <laughs> we knew where you lived. We were big fans of yours. We knocked on your mother's project door. And we're like, do you think Gilbert would want to do a video? And she literally said, I think something to the effect of, let me ask him. <laughs> and just, you know, I was such a diehard fan of yours. And I, I got to share this with you because I didn't tell you on set. I still, to this day, remember the first time I saw you on David Letterman when you told the Nostradamus joke. Wow. Well, so I went to the movies with Nostradamus and I said, wasn't that a surprise ending? And he said, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> I still remember that joke. It was so Jeez. impactful to see you on David Letterman and then to have you in our video. And one of my other favorite memories of that video is you said, What's some vernacular? Like, what's some vernacular I could use? Oh, yes, and, yes. And we're like, yo, dissing. You could say, I'm not dissing. I'm not fronting. Like, and you were like, okay, I'm not dissing. I'm not fronting. I'm going to make you big, 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 big. One big for each one of you. It was so dope. But the other thing that you were so cool about is you did, like, we did these mini-year videos, these vignettes. You, you did one for Triple Stage Darkness, and you did one for Words of Wisdom. and the words of wisdom one, you were, you remember you were in bed. I don't know if you remember this. Now you're in bed, you had a fever. And my wife, now my wife, then my girlfriend, my wife played your nurse. And she came over to you to touch your head and you made a comment about how tight her nurse's outfit was. Not anything like, but you're like, that's a very nice outfit. I wish the nurses at Cedar Sinai wore such nice outfits. 
my wife runs over to me and goes, I'm very uncomfortable right now. I guess she speaks for every woman who's come within a thousand feet of me. (laughs) You know what? You you did okay. You got a beautiful wife. You have a beautiful family now. But I want to go back to like you started in the club scene at like 15 years old in New York, right? Uh, Yeah. I I, I just remember I was like, you know, I was a crazy kid. And... um, it was, uh, you know, I started like I'd watch actors on TV and start imitating them. And then I wanted to be in showbiz, which really makes no sense. <laughs> and um, I, then my sister, uh, a friend of hers said, there's some club in Manhattan. You could just write your name down in the book and then they called your name. I don't even remember the name of the club it was. I should. It's where I began my career. I should remember the name, but I don't. And uh, that that was it. I was 15 years old. I did mainly like impressions. You know, it was like, you know, like when they used to have, an, you know, Rich Little and Frank Gorshin and people like that. Like, right, right, oh, right. and if your waiter was Cary Grant, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but you, you since then, I mean, you've been blacklisted, you've been fired, you've been booed for controversial jokes in the past, but it really hasn't deterred you from bringing your material and your res- perspective to everywhere you go. Have you ever, I don't know, have you ever thought of cleaning up your act? Have you ever thought of, you know, going uh, another route that isn't as, as I, I and I don't like to say dirty because it's not really accurate, yeah. not as blue or, you know. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it's funny. People say after the trouble I've gotten into, uh, uh, have I learned my lesson and think twice? And I do think twice, but I do it anyway. And uh, so I, I haven't really learned my lesson. It's like, uh, you know, I screw it. <laughs> I have do no you- more jobs to lose. <laughs> <laughs> after after the Aflac duck, it was literally yes. all fucking downhill from there. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So, <laughs> but now that you have kids, right? Like, do you? Is it there? Look, and and I think both of us come from a very liberal Jewish background, where it's like, say what you want, just feel guilty about it later, right? Yes. You like. Is it different now that you have that you're a father and that you have kids? And is it different? Like, what's is there a different shift in how you look at comedy and, and humor? Uh, you know, surprisingly, no. Uh, and and the funny thing is, when you have kids, you realize that it, it well, I, I, I realize that, like, you know, people like probably, you know, Mick Jagger or people like that. Their kids probably look at them, oh, God, there's such an embarrassment. My father's Mick Jagger. Oh, God, how can I face the other kids at school? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, my dad is Steve Perry. Oh, God. (laughs) 
you know, I, I go through this, you know, it's, oh God, my dad is Nas. Like, oh my God, he's yeah. only the greatest rapper of all time. Yes. Like, imagine, imagine the pressure of being Blue Ivy, Jay-Z's daughter. Like, oh my God, how am I going to be as cool as my dad? You know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you've also, you know, you made a number of like really amazing appearances, angry video game nerd, various podcasts. Um, and it, it's easy to, I mean, you have some of the most reasonable prices on Cameo as well. Um, what's it like being, I mean, do you consider yourself even a household name or finding yourself so accessible when people want to hire you? Like, how do you kind of come to terms with that? It It's so weird uh, the way my mind works and everything that's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when when I get a call and they say, oh, you know, there's some uh, club in Cincinnati. They want you there. And then there's another club in uh, Dallas. They want you. And and it's like the first thing I do is I panic and it depresses me. And uh, and then I go, oh, you know, what am I depressed about? What am I so upset about? The fact that people, uh, after all these years, still want to see me, you know, like I, that I have a career in show business, but it is craziness. And when I'm, I'm waiting, fine. when I'm waiting backstage to go on at a club, my biggest fantasy is that the club owner will come back to stage and go, uh, we had a fire or a flood or something, and we so the show's canceled. Here's your check. Go home. Right, <laughs> the greatest yeah. check ever is when you yeah. don't have to perform. Yeah. Right, right. Like Dara, you can book the earlier flight. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need to be on the six p.m. You can get me on the noon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which also, by the way, we also have in common. My wife runs my career as well. So I, I love Which that. is and why both our careers are in the ground. Totally <laughs> in the shitter. Straight shitter. Um, what is, and, and again, I shout out to you doing Cameo. I, I think that's incredible. Yes. Cameo.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Got it. Okay. We're going to put that up on the screen for everybody. And we'll actually mention that on the, on the audio podcast as well. But what is the weirdest cameo request you've gotten? So many. God. Uh, I, I've, I've, oh, God. I had one recently. Uh, one guy who, <laughs> who wanted to announce his sex change operation. <laughs> <laughs> and when you think about a sex change, you go, oh, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> The first name that comes to mind. How did you, do you remember how you did it? Do you like? I, I don't remember. Probably did some dick jokes, I'm sure. <laughs> or, or some previously dick jokes. <laughs> also, I, one time I was just asked to read something. And I read it. And around the internet, they were playing it. And it was proving that I was going to blow up the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> and, and they had so much, so many facts to collaborate. I thought, oh, I guess I guess I'm going to do that. 
<laughs> you know, it's, uh, I wasn't planning originally. Now I'll have to. <laughs> um, you, you, especially the limited time I'm, I met your mother, may she rest in peace. Um, you were not bar mitzvah as Jewish as you are. Yeah. <laughs> As Jewish as you are, you seem like the kind of guy that will remember his Haftorah portion like me. I remember Metzora to this day. I can really? still respect can I, it. Can I, can I, can oh, I hear I, it, please? Yes. Let me get a kippah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we go. Viarba. I know she. Yo, Gilbert, if you're left. <laughs> I could go on. Sorry, looking at the clock. <laughs> but why? Why? <laughs> so why were you not bar mitzvah? Why? I, I'm, I'm. I'm a bad, evil Jew. Oh, well, I, yes. Uh, yeah, I I was never bar mitzvahed, and uh, I I uh, and and I love bacon, and uh, I just realize what what makes me uh, realize I'm a Jew is that if they rounded up the Jews again, I'd be shoved in with everybody else. And that, so, to me, is the most important part of it, that you, you know, know that. That's, no, and I, I love you for that, because I, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine, and they were like, you know, if the concentration camps ever happened again, and I didn't even have to stop them. I said, yeah, I, I, would, I would be Jewish. Like, there'd be no ifs, ands, or buts, because, you know, as well as you, I mean, with our culture, there's a lot of new Jews in America. Yeah. You know who and, and I don't listen, I don't judge anybody. You know, if you're going to the oven or you got to claim Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do what you got to do. But I've met people here where I live in South Florida who have said that, you know, they were raised Christian, Baptist, Seventh-day Adventist, whatever. And they found out that their families came from Europe and they converted to Catholicism out of just plain fear. And, you know, not going to be me, but I get it. Like, I understand it. Yeah. But but what you just said, you know, it gives me a lot of zechel, you know, like, yeah, because, you know, there's so much hate in the world. There's so much depravity in the world. People are really quick to, you know, kind of opt out, you know, but hey, listen, you want to find out I'm a Jew or not, you'll find me at Katz's Deli or catch me with a bagel and a schmear. You know, and that's that, you know, um, and, and you're right. That should be enough, right? Like being culturally Jewish is enough. Yeah. And, and the Jews, I think if the earth lasts, God knows how many more years it has left. 15 it's like, best, maybe. Yeah, 15, exactly. <laughs> it, it's like the first people you're going to blame when something goes wrong. <laughs> It's the Jews. You go, oh, what what happened? Yeah, those goddamn Jews. Right. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, I want to go back really to gas face again and and, 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 and hip hop really quickly. I, I just absolutely can't thank you enough for being in the video. You just you made such a it was so important for us as a group coming up. Um, you really separated us and you made us 
You, I mean, you made us feel special. I mean, just point blank. Regardless if it was a hit record or not with all the other artists that were in there, but I remember people saying, yo, how the fuck did you get gilded? <laughs> how the fuck did you do that? Like, dude, like, I think, like, I started to elevate the lie. Like, I was like, I think at one point I was like, yeah, I think I paid him like 10000 <laughs> And then I was like, nah, we paid him like 25000 Like, nah, I think we bought him a car. Like, I mean, my just my lie just elevated. But were you ever asked about doing any other hip-hop videos? Uh, I think, oh, I think that was it. Yeah, that began and ended my hip-hop career. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're not doing another one. Please. <laughs> Let's keep that one right there. Obviously, touring, you're doing touring, you do the roasts, late night talk show appearances, voice acting, cameo requests. How do you manage all of this in being a husband and a father? How do you kind of keep a balance? Uh, well, when there's a job, I go, oh, God, I can't get away from home. And being a father and husband, you go, oh, well, I guess they pay me for this. I better take it. Right. I yeah. gotta, somebody's got to pay the bills, right? Yes. And then, but also there's this other thing, like, so you're incredibly raunchy. When I hear you're going to do a roast, I know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be. <laughs> but then you have the other side of you, which is, you know, you're one of the most beloved children voice actors. How do you how does that kind of play yeah. into your balance? My career walks the tightrope in between early morning children's programming and hardcore porn. That's <laughs> <laughs> about right. That sounds about right. I'm I'm a beloved Disney character, and I'm also in the aristocrats. So right, exactly right. That's exactly right. And and the the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, you know, when the whole thing with the Affleck Duck situation came about, were you worried not so much about the Affleck commercial, but were you more worried about how is this going to affect my turn at Disney? Oh, sure, sure. It, when they when that was happening. And it feels as if the entire earth is attacking you. And uh, so, yeah, it was like I remember. Oh, and I remember, too, outside my building for like weeks, there were reporters and photographers like like they captured some uh, big, you know, uh, mafia don or something or some. And, and it was like they captured a serial killer. And I, they would appear out of doorways. They'd be, uh, and and at first, I remember, you know, they would always say, like our top story tonight: Gilbert Gottfried's career is over. And then what I realized is, if your career really is over, you're not the top story. And uh, it's it's that old saying: as long as they uh, spell a name right. Yeah. No. So I exactly, yeah. I, there's a famous Houdini lyric: you can say what you want, just spell my name right. Yeah. Because <laughs> all I was ever guilty of was rocking the house, but that's what the rumor was all about. So yeah, yeah no, Because yeah. it's kind of like saying. Um, you know, remember when the uh, original cast of Dukes of Hazard went on strike for more money and they hired the these other two guys to play their cousins. 
I, you would never have an announcement that their career is over. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But meanwhile, uh, Affleck fired me, got loads of free publicity off it. They really soaked it. Hired a guy to imitate my voice for less money, thus bringing closure to a horrible tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? No one died. Yes. Exactly right. You know what? I tell my people that work with me, at the end of the day, this is entertainment. We're not curing pediatric AIDS. Yes. Like, we're not curing cancer. Like, it's entertainment. Stop taking it so serious. Absolutely. Enjoy your life. We only get one life. Like, enjoy it. What was it like for you, though, you know, because you are a homebody? Like you are a homebody. Yes. I, I, during the pandemic, I thought, uh, you know, I'm getting used to this pretty damn quick. I sit on the couch, watch bad TV, and I I could live with this. (laughs) But you also then had to go back out on the road. Yes. What was, what was, do you, what was your first show like post pandemic? First one back on stage, I think it was Caroline's in New York. And um, okay. I was, show. yeah, and I was, uh, I remember I was up there. First of all, it was that weird thing of like, do I actually do this for a living? It's like, it just seemed like so weird. Like, why I stand up on a platform and people look at me? And and then there was a lot how rusty you get because while I'm on stage, I'm going. I know I have more material than this, and uh, I and right at this point in the bit, I know there's a, a funny line I do, but I can't think of it. That that was a really and and the other weird part was that I I remember I when I got off stage, I thought I bombed. I thought I totally bombed. And then everyone came up to me, said, no, the audience was laughing, applauding. But it's like I was so uh, mixed up, I couldn't even hear the audience. Mm. So you were just in your own head. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which I'm is a horrible there. place to be. Oh, trust my me. Head. <laughs> <laughs> when your whole, I used to tell my kids, when your whole atmosphere is left to right ear, you want to get clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want to be is in my atmosphere when it's only left to right ear. Like, you yes. know, as creatives and as artists, you know, and on top of that, you know, the pandemic for me, you know, I lost 140 people. During the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of friends, a lot of family. Um, Business partner of mine lost 14 members of his family in one household. You know, so it really became challenging for me to find a creative outlet, you know, um, because there was just so much sadness. So, you know, I started thinking about how to give back. Um, You did a lot of that too, obviously, with Cameo. You started to give back by making yourself more available and more, you know, out there to kind of, for lack of a better word, bring all these great, happy, funny, raunchy messages out there. Yes. And you're doing something now for the holidays for Cameo that's special as well, right? Ah, yes. And 
and I don't know what it is because if my wife's not there to tell me. It's okay. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. So basically you, you're doing it. a half off sale for all uh, of yes, your Yes, yes, yes. From now, you know, yes. so it's a Hanukkah special, which is it's late. Um, and it's an early Christmas special. And uh, it's a Kwanzaa. But yeah, so if you go to Gilbert's Cameo, which is cameo.com forward slash Gilbert Gottfried, any message that you want Gilbert to do is half off. So yes. if you want a raunchy message, if you want a happy message, if you want the Aflac duck message, if you want <laughs> any message, Gilbert is going to do it on his Cameo 50% off. So make sure you go to cameo.com forward slash Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert. I, I can't thank you enough. I, first of all, just me to you, I never really had an opportunity to thank you, formally and officially thank you for being in Gas Face and, and doing that. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. And it still brings joy to me to watch that video and see you in the video and, and the other you know, the other vignettes that you did for us. And I just wanted to thank you for being such a major part of my, my career. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That was, that was so much fun to do. I'm glad. And, I'm glad. and, and I just recently on my uh, Twitter, uh, somebody put up the gas face video. So I retweeted it. And, yeah. It's crazy. Like know. sports yeah. analogy. It's, it's become a sports analogy. Like when people get a third strike, they're like gas face given. Or yeah. somebody like hits a three-pointer and they make a face. They're like, oh, we just gave him the gas face. It literally has transcended culture. Like even on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they did a whole thing yeah. on the gas face. It's and I remember, horrible. too, I appeared with you guys on The Tonight Show. That is correct. I was I was doing a bit on The Tonight Show. So during your bit, I just sat in this big uh, chair and did nothing, and you guys danced around we performed, there. Yeah, we performed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wish I. If there's any fans out there, I know there's a lot of diehard third base. We call them base heads. If there's a lot of diehard base heads that have that video. Please send it to me so I can post it on the Search Says podcast and the MC Search thing on YouTube. Gilbert, thank you so much. Um, Thank you. This was man. such a. I I didn't know this was your podcast. This yeah. was such a pleasant surprise. I'm so glad, and uh, I'm so glad you were able to be a part of it. And um, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is my pleasure. <laughs> All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, once again, another episode comes to a close. Uh, please subscribe if you like what you hear. You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, as always, um, in the words of my wife, Chantel, please remember throughout your day to say what you mean and mean what you say. If someone turns to you and says, have a good day, turn around and say, no, you have a better one because whatever I want for myself, I want twice as much for you. And please remember, if you don't have an agenda in this life, someone will give you one and it might not be nice. So always have a plan. See y'all later.